Welcome once again to another episode of the Christian Bible Study Ministry Podcast. I want to start off by saying that there is a lot of heaviness in my own world, and as we can see, uh, the world at large, if you know, just turn on the news and you can see it. I pray that everyone remembers that no matter what, God is still in control. Uh, my family has those who are unfortunately right now fighting cancer, uh, among other things, and honestly, it is pretty. It's pretty saddening. Uh, it is though, like I was told this past Sunday, the only thing we can do in such situations is to pray, and that is true, because there is nothing else that we can do besides pray. And my thoughts and prayers go to the people in Ukraine. And I pray that somehow or, or another, the Lord will use this situation to work, even in the middle of so much just horrible, evil, pain and suffering. The scripture we will look at today deals with the statement that Jesus made when he said that not everyone who says to him, Lord, Lord, will go to heaven. What must we do to ensure that we do not hear Jesus tell us to depart from him? And what was the deal with the people who, what was the deal with the people he was referring to? We will now turn to Matthew chapter 7 verse 21 and read from there. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only those, but only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Verse 22. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and in your name perform many miracles? Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. So, we see that just because someone may call Jesus Lord, that does not mean that they have an actual saving relationship with him. We can also, we can see also that it does not matter what works you do from God apart from a saving faith in Christ. He tells us, quite frankly, that only those who do the will of the Father will enter heaven. So, what is the will that he speaks of? We can turn to 1 John 3.23, where we read, And this is his commandment, that we believe in the name of his Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another just as he commanded us. So, the will of the Father that we are told we must do in order to go to heaven is to believe in, accept Jesus Christ as Savior, truly and genuinely accept him. When we do that, the Spirit is given to us and we are born again, and from that point on, we wear the righteousness of Christ. Remember, our own righteousness, I believe it's Romans 
that says our righteousness is like filthy rags. And just to give you an idea as to what that really means, uh, it's not talking about clothes. It's talking about the uh, fabric or material that women at the time would use for their uh, uh, for their personal hygiene. And so that is, shall we say, it is beyond nasty and disgusting. That is how God sees our own personal righteousness. It's no good. So we must wear the righteousness of Christ. Some people might ask the question of how people can ask Jesus, did we not do these miracles in preaching in your name? In other words, were these legitimate actual services that were performed? I think it is quite the truth that they were fraudulent. They did not work the things that they claimed. Uh, they certainly did not have a saving, a saving faith, so they did not have the indwelling of the Spirit. Now, it is true that at very certain times, God has used and allowed people to do unusual things, people who did not belong to him in order to accomplish his will. But I think the, I think these people are very far and few in between. We can remember the witch of Endor, you know, the, the lady whom Saul consulted after he had lost God's favor. These were people that Saul had been commanded to drive out of the land and pretty much everyone before him, you know, and after him was commanded to drive them out. That was what they were supposed to do. But because he had fallen from God's favor or lost God's favor, he resorted to consulting a medium. So God allowed Samuel to actually appear to Saul and tell Saul of his impending defeat and death in battle. I think it's uh, pretty evident that uh, Saul, I mean, excuse me, Samuel appeared in such a manner that everyone there recognized him. So they knew that it was Samuel. And Samuel told him plainly that uh, he would, that Saul would be defeated and killed, or, or rather that he would die in battle. You know, and it's my belief, and I believe this is what the word says, that when we die, we either go to one place or another. There is no uh, in-between or uh, being able to come to people the way that Samuel was allowed to do here. Now, that's, to say, that's not to say that I'm totally 100% right on that. God can do what he wants to do in order to accomplish his will. But this is to, it is to be remembered that certainly consulting a medium is not something that God uh, wants us to do. It is a sin and it is wrong. It was wrong then and it's wrong now. You know, you are fooling with some nasty stuff if you try to get involved in that. So, 
the Bible condemned what Saul did. Just as a reminder. 1 John 3.23 again tells us, This is his commandment that we believe in his Son, Jesus Christ, and love one, love one another just as he commanded us. That is the will of the Father. So we see that he has commanded us, and so this is his will, the will of the Father. And what is the will of the Father? We are told it is simply for us to believe. Believe on the name of Jesus Christ. The people that Jesus dealt with, the most maybe the most prominent ones that he dealt with were the Pharisees, and to some extent the Sadducees. He told them flat out that they had the outward appearance of godliness. They looked, they looked nice on the outside. They prayed. They fasted. They did these things. But on the inside, they were like tombs. He said they were whitewashed. They looked good on the outside, but on the inside, they were dead. And this is one of the main reasons why they wanted him to be crucified and killed because he pierced them. He cut them deeply with his words. Remember, the word of God is sharper than a two-edged sword. He cut them with his words by telling them that they had not been keeping the law, that they were dead inside, that they were not righteous. And this will be the unfortunate reality for many who stand before Christ one day. Somehow they were around the word, the church, and genuine believers, and yet still did not receive Christ. They refused him. And again, remember that if you have accepted Jesus Christ truly and genuinely, Jesus cannot tell you, I never knew you, depart from me. Um, and I believe that the meaning of this text is very plain and clear. And if he says to someone that he never knew them, then he means that he never knew them. He never had a personal relationship with them. He will tell them to depart because they are evildoers, or some translations say those who practice lawlessness, which is what a lost person is. That is how a lost person is seen in the eyes of God, because they have only their own righteousness. Our own righteousness is filthy rags. It is, uh, it is lawlessness. No matter what good works we do, it's all corrupted. We're all corrupted by our sin. So, without the righteousness of Christ, without that righteousness to clothe us, we have nothing but condemnation. And I think it should be noted that the verb does, as used here, is a continuing action. Only those who continually do the will of the Father, that is, believe on Jesus Christ, will go to heaven. 
our faith in Christ is what washes away our sins. So even though we habitually sin every day, the fact that we habitually believe on Jesus Christ means that our sins are forgiven. Do you wish to have your sins forgiven? The only way you can have that is to do the will of the Father and believe on the name of Jesus Christ that he died for you and rose from the dead. And I urge you to accept his invitation today for you to be saved. Don't listen to anything, you know, don't listen to the devil when he tries to tell you, oh, you have time, you can do this another day. Because look, you don't know how long your life is. You know, you don't know. Uh, what's going to happen to you when you walk out the door? You don't know what happens to you when you get in your car again and try to go somewhere. You don't know what's going to happen. If he is urging you right now to accept him, then you need to yield right then and there. Because eternity is too much, it's far too much to gamble on, you know, with your soul. So I want to pray right now, Lord, if there is anyone here who is listening to this and they feel the need to accept you as Savior, then I pray that they would yield to you for the forgiveness of their sins. Lord, let them believe that you died for them, that you rose from the dead, that you were God in the flesh that you lived a life a life of righteousness and that you paid the penalty for our sins so that you so that we could one day be with you in heaven and have eternal life and it's in Jesus name I pray this amen